Welcome to Soundprints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Soundprints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Soundprints for the week of September 11, 2022. The South Central Kentucky Council of the Blind, KCB's chapter in the Bowling Green area, invites everyone to its virtual social hour on Wednesday afternoons from 2 to 3 p.m. Central, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Join them on Zoom by dialing 669-900-6833 and entering the code 763-689-4411. Many of the following calls are on the KCB Zoom line. The number for all of them is 669-900-6833 followed by the code 862-9889-6971. Tri-State Library users will hold its book club and business meeting on Friday, September 16 at 7.30 p.m. on the Zoom line. For information on this month's book and other Tri-State activities, call Natalie Couch at 217-369-5139. You are invited to come play bingo with the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind at our roundabout on Saturday, September 17. Doors open for the in-person event at 1 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. You can work on Braille, iPhone apps, and other individual activities between 1 and 2. Then at 2 p.m. we'll join the Zoom line and play bingo until 4 Dinner is after bingo, and the cost is $6 per person. Please make any return rides from UCHM between 5.30 and 6 p.m. If you will be with us for dinner, or if you want to sign up for individual help with Braille, iPhones, etc., give us a call at 502-895-4598. The KCB Board of Directors will meet on Monday, September 19, at 8 p.m. on the Zoom line. The Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will hold its second Low Vision Peer Support Call on Wednesday, September 21, on the Zoom line. KCCLV's second in-person Low Vision Support Meeting for September will be on Monday, September 26, at United Crescent Hill Ministries from 1 to 2.30 p.m., For more information about Low Vision Peer Support Meetings, call KCB at 502-895-4598. KCB Next Generation will hold its next Zoom activity on Thursday, September 22 at 8 p.m. on the KCB Zoom line. Next Generation is KCB's chapter, especially for blind and low vision people 40 years old and under, but membership and participation in NextGen is open to anyone. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold its fall quarterly meeting on Saturday, September 24, from 2 to 4 p.m. on the Zoom line. Note that this meeting is virtual only. We will have two major speakers at this convention. One is Clinton Manco, who is the manager of the PNC Bank in St. Matthews. Clint will be talking with us about the many different aspects of banking, including checking, savings, loans, and more. Learn how to protect your account. Learn about online banking and other ways to interact with the bank. Have your questions ready and be prepared to learn 
a lot of information about the banking industry. The other speaker currently scheduled for the quarterly meeting is Andrew Owen. Andrew is the Democratic candidate for the 9th District Louisville Metro Council. That is the seat currently held by Bill Hollander. Andrew will be stopping by to introduce himself and to get your input as to important issues related to the blind and visually impaired community. We hope to have his Republican opponent as a guest either at the quarterly meeting or at an October roundabout, so stay tuned for more information. Plan to attend the quarterly meeting. Everyone is welcome. You do not have to live in Louisville in order to attend. Call for questions about Webb Space Telescope photos and alt text. Have you experienced the beauty and awe of the incredible photos taken by NASA's James Webb Space Telescope? The scientists, writers, and educators from the Space Telescope Science Institute want to make space accessible for everyone and have created vividly detailed alt text for every photo that has been released. These image descriptions can be found in the web's first images gallery at https colon slash slash web webb telescope.org slash news slash first dash images slash gallery g-a-l-l-e-r-y under download options. In recognition of this valuable resource the American Council of the Blind will be hosting a community event with representatives from the Space Telescope Science Institute to discuss how their team have collaborated with one another to make the photos accessible to people who are blind or low vision. We would love to hear from you with any questions that you have for their team. If your question is selected, we will meet with you to pre-record your question, which will then be aired during the live event. If you would like to submit a question, please email kgask, K-G-A-S-Q-U-E, at acb.org by 11.59 p.m. on Friday, September 16. This event will be a great opportunity to learn how NASA and the Space Telescope Science Institute are bridging the gap in access and inclusion for people with disabilities. More details about the event will be coming soon, so please stay tuned. At its August 22 meeting, ACB Families invited participants in its Zoom call to share resources for all types of books. We learned about an incredible range of books for children and for adults. We talked about Braille, large print, audio, and ebooks. Some resources were free, while others required subscriptions or had a cost for the books. We had several requests for this program, so we are bringing it to you on page two of this week's sound prints. Thanks to Adam Rushville for editing the original file. Listen to Soundprints each week on ACB Media One, the mainstream channel. Our broadcast times are Sunday at 8 p.m., Monday at 8 a.m., Tuesday at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m., Wednesday at 4 a.m. and 4 p.m., Thursday at 10 p.m., and Friday at 1 a.m., 10 a.m., and 1 p.m. All times are Eastern. Listen on your Victor Reader stream or on the KCB website 
at www.kentucky-acb.org. For more information about Soundprints and to request a free subscription on CD playable on any standard CD player, call the Kentucky Council of the Blind at 502-895-4598. Page two. Want to welcome everyone. I'm Carl Rushable. I'm the president of ACB Families, and glad everybody's here tonight. No matter what time it is, where you are, hope you're having a, a good a good day. And uh, we're going to be talking about sources resources for obtaining books, whether those books be uh, Braille or audio or um, you know, different uh, electronic files or whatever. We're going to be sharing some of our resources that we know about for books. I want to tell you that I did invite National Braille Press to come tonight and was hoping they would come and present information about their books and new products, but they uh, they thought this was a little late and not a good time for a call, so they didn't take us up on that. We will share our resources, and uh, maybe we can pick up quite a bit of information here. I think we can. To start out tonight, I want to just uh, give you a couple pieces of information about ACB families that most of you probably already know, but uh, want to make sure that everyone is aware that families is First, a special interest affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. We welcome everyone. You don't, it's not just an affiliate for kids or parents, you know, a family that has children, but it can be any, anybody uh, can, it can be part of a family and is part of a family. Whether you're a single person, therefore one person in your family, or whether there's, you know, 15 people living in your house, Um, you're a family, Um, and they're in all shapes, sizes, and descriptions. And we welcome everyone. Uh, I think we represent a a wide variety of interests and people that live in many parts of the country. Just to give you a little bit of information about how to be part of ACB families, our dues are $8 a year. We are in the middle of our membership drive. Uh, actually, we do this every every year between the convention and the end of November. Anyone who joins families uh, by the end of November for next year, which would be for the 2023 year, uh, is eligible to to win one of four prizes in our at our December call. We will be giving away a $25 Visa card, two $50 Visa cards, and a $75 Visa card, which is a pretty good, a pretty good uh, deal because our dues are only $8. So, um, it's, it's a, it's kind of a fun drawing. It's a great holiday, uh, holiday activity. And we, of course, welcome everyone. All right. So, uh, in order to, find out more about families, the phone number to call is 502-897-1472, or you can join our email list at 
family plus, just a plus sign, subscribe at acblists.org, acblists.org, and all are welcome. Okay, so let's get started with sharing the various types of sources of books. Now, we're not going to talk about specific books tonight. We're not going to talk about our favorite authors because we can do that in many other ways. We are going to talk about the ways we can obtain many different kinds of books, whether those be Braille or audio or large print or electronic um, we are online. How, what are your favorite ways to obtain books, magazines, and other reading material? And how do you use those things? For example, online materials, online books, or uh, electronic books, you may, you may access those in a variety of ways. You may listen to them on your uh, Amazon device, you might listen to them on your Victor Stream. It, how do you find them to be useful to you? So I will open the floor to anyone who wishes to begin the discussion. And if we're a little slow to begin, I have several things to share myself. So uh, who would like to be first? One more thing. We are recording this, as you know. I am hopeful that we will be able to use this as a uh, as an item uh, at some point on ACB Media One, whether that be on Soundprints, which is the podcast that's produced by the Kentucky Council of the Blind, or uh, preferably. If, if we get our families program that we talked about a couple of times ago up and running, this would be a great introductory item to use for that. This is Calandra. Um, I would, I don't have a computer, so what I do is I call the state library that is affiliated with me in Austin, Texas. It's NLS. And, and all of my books that I get through Bard. And um, then one of, one of my friends who was named Sam Gray, who from our local chapter of ACB, had got us books on thumbs rights. She thought it would be, you know, good to discuss books, um, several, uh, a certain book for our book club every time we have our meetings or something. So she gave us books on like thumbs right. You can download them through your computer and then connect them to your phone and you would have them on thumbs right or something. So, um, and then I read books on cartridge. I have books that I read in Braille and I get magazines the same way in Braille. And I access through them doing library and as far as Braille, other Braille materials like Braille Bibles and stuff like that, I get them through an organization. So I get 
different organizations and then I call in on them and they would send me material either in Braille okay. or on audio. Thank you, Calandra. All right, so who's next? Connie Bateman. It depends on what I'm reading. Um, if I want to listen to audiobooks, uh, particularly if it's fiction, I usually go through NLS Bard, and I download the books on my Victor Reader stream and listen to them that way, or I get the digital cartridges from my regional library, and I just started getting books on demand. I'm a little behind on that. I think they kind of weaned me into that. <laughs> okay, so let's oh, oh. talk just a second since you mentioned that. Let's talk about books on demand because that's pretty new. That's just happened okay. in the last month. So uh, can you so, give us a little view of so, books on demand in case some people don't know about it? Okay, so what they do is they put several books on one cartridge, and there's a number of different ways you can do that. You can Maybe you have a favorite author, so they might put several books by your favorite author on the cartridge. Or maybe you're reading a series, so they might put a whole series on that cartridge. Or maybe you have several different favorite authors, so they might put, put several of those on the same cartridge. In my case, they put five books on each cartridge, and they're different authors that they know are my favorites. So... The point is you can put you can put several books on one cartridge and you what you do is to to get on the bookshelf you press the play pause button and that takes you to the bookshelf and then you use your right arrow or left arrow the arrow to the right of the play pause button or the arrow to the left of the play pause button to navigate through the books so it'll say book one and it'll give you the title book two it'll give you the title mm -hmm. so forth so mm -hmm. it, it's kind of cool. I'm just getting used to it. Um, so that's one way I get books. Another way I get books is through Bookshare. And um, mainly I read, listen to informational and nonfiction stuff through Bookshare because that's where you have the digital books with the synthesized speech. And uh, when I'm reading fiction, I, or even nonfiction, a lot of times I prefer to hear a live narrator rather than synthesized speech. So Normally, if I get on Bookshare, it's mainly for, like, textbooks or Bible studies or informational books and things like that. And then if I want hard copy Braille, like, let's say I want uh, a Braille magazine like Our Special, um, I go through National Braille Press, and I can get magazines in hard copy Braille. Or if I want to order some books, um, I have recently ordered some books in BRF files, and that's refreshable Braille files that you can download and put it on your digital Braille device. So mm -hmm. um, I'm probably leaving something out, but that's basically how I get books and magazines. Oh, and let's not forget NSB Newsline. You can, mm -hmm. you can either call and, and listen to the newspapers um, or, or magazines, or you can download NSB Newsline on your smartphone, or you can download the service on your Victor Reader stream. And, and read newspapers and magazines that way. So that's my two cents. There are also, you also can download uh, magazines from Bookshare. If you are a student at Hadley, um, you are still eligible to get Bookshare for free. So if you're, so if you're a member, if you're a Hadley learner, um, 
you might you might want to check into that because that that'll definitely save you that'll save you the fifty dollars a year and you know in times like these well yes mm-hmm. who wouldn't yes, want any who wouldn't want to keep yes <laughs> yeah I just any didn't know student people knew that for any Hadley. student is eligible for Bookshare for free so that's a great point. Um, that's not only for kids that are students, but it's for adults as well. And one thing before we leave NLS, uh, let's also talk about the the Braille. Is it called Braille on Demand? The new program where you can request, you can get one hard copy Braille book every month. I think so. And then they also have their e-readers um, that you can get that lets you read Braille books and right. magazines. Right. But let's say you want a cookbook or a knitting book or whatever, and sometimes you just like it in paper braille. Uh, I knit and crochet, and I don't like to read patterns on my uh, on my you know, note taker. Mm-hmm. And the same thing is true. I much prefer recipes in hard braille, hard copy braille. So if there's a if there's a cookbook or any kind of book that you want, you can get one hard copy Braille book each month. So that could be a, and it does have to be a book that's in barred. It can't be, you know, something that they would, you would ask and they haven't done yet. It has to be one that's already Braille. But that could be a great resource. I heard somebody the other night say, well, she was going to ask for the joy of cooking. And my goodness, would she have room for it? <laughs> but, oh, um, yeah, but you can request any any book and, and receive a, a Braille copy. If it's already in Braille, they can run you a copy. Who would like to be next? David Goldfield. David, go ahead. David, you always have a lot of good stuff to tell us about. Thank you for um, having this this uh, presentation because this is one of my favorite topics. And um, so I wanted to kind of point out a few online resources that I've used over the years. And um, I guess to answer your second question first as to how or why do I use them and not the other more well-known services like Bookshare or Bard or Learning Ally, um, I do use all of those, and they're all great. I don't want to dismiss them, but I use some of these other sources because they often have a lot of things that I can't find on any of those other services. And I'll just quickly tell you what they are. So one of them is um, the Internet Archive. I always call this the Internet's uh, most well-kept, biggest secret. Um, and um, it shouldn't be. The address is archive.org. And it's a huge library of public domain audio and text and software. But the text portion currently, as of now, and it constantly grows, has about 39 million um, files that you can download. Now, they're all in the public domain. So it's likely you're not going to see too many modern books. But within the public domain category, I'm often surprised at what I do see on that site. There's a companion site that's sort of a sister site of the Internet Archive called Open Library. And I believe they're at openlibrary.org. And they do have modern books as well as older books that you can quote unquote borrow, meaning that you can access them for two weeks 
and then they disappear. And if you want them again, you have to reborrow them. But within those limits, you will often find many, many, not, not only modern books, but modern books that I like to read that are out of print that aren't available on a lot of those other <clears throat> uh, sites um, that most people are familiar with. Um, they can be a little tricky to navigate. They are accessible, but the navigation is not super intuitive. And so it does take a little bit of exploration and patience, but it's well worth it because you will very surely find books that are of interest to you um, that you won't find anywhere else. And the final source that I wanted to mention is called the Online Books page hosted by the University of Pennsylvania. And I think the address is onlinebooks.library.upenn, that's U-P-E-N-N, uh, probably .edu. Um, but if you do a search for online books page, it'll probably be the first thing to come up. And they have over 3 million public domain books, not only hosted by them, but from other internet sites as well. And again, I've often been very surprised at how modern some of the titles are. So these are not just things that are 100 or 200 years old. So I think all three of those resources, um, if you explore them and have a little patience with them, will have some uh, books that you won't be able to find anywhere else and books that will be accessible and that will be of interest to you. Um, for the online, uh, for the um, what's the um, open library, you do need um, to use a program that will access um, protected PDFs. So they recommend Adobe Digital Editions, but that program is free and it, and it is accessible and it makes the books totally accessible with screen readers. This is Dawn. Um, I use an iPad. Is there a program that you would recommend for me to be able to do that on an iPad? Because obviously Adobe isn't Apple. So. Yeah, sure. So I will say um, I'll give you a positive answer and then it's had a little bit of a warning. So the positive answer is yes. And you can actually get Adobe Digital Editions for uh, iOS and presumably for Android too, as well as for Mac. Um, I have only used the PC version. Um, I would like to be able to use the iOS version. So I do plan on doing some experimenting with that. And the reason why that's valuable to me is I don't particularly want to be tethered to my computer in order to read a book. And so the benefit of if you create an account with Adobe uh, is that you can synchronize it so that if I'm reading a book and I close it on page five, I should in theory be able to go to an iPhone or an iPad, reopen that book and be on page five. So far the bookmark features that I've tried even on the computer don't seem to work, but that could be user error and not just a, a bug in the program. But yeah, you okay. should be able to get Adobe Digital Editions. If you go to the App Store on the iPad, just search for Adobe Digital Editions. I'm quite sure you'll find it. And if it is access as accessible as the PC version, then you should be good to go and there won't be any problems. I just don't know how it translates into iOS, which doesn't use a cursor that navigates line by line or word by word. You're probably moving one page at a time the way you are on the Kindle app. 
So I don't know what accommodations they have made as far as accessibility. And if the program turns out to be not accessible, then you should by all means reach out to Adobe and let them know about that because they, they really need to, to fix that, but I just mm -hmm. haven't used it on iOS. Okay. Okay. Thank, okay, thank you so much. Yeah, no worries. David? Yeah. Uh, can you uh, go over the first a couple of sites you mentioned again? I will. So the first one is called the Internet Archive. And I will say it's much more than just books. It's not a just a book service. But um, if you go to archive, A-R-C-H-I-V-E uh, dot org, and there are a bunch of links toward the top of the page, most of which are self-explanatory, go to the link that says texts. <clears throat> and if you go to that link and then go to the next heading level one, past all of the navigation links, it will say something like texts or text archive. And if you keep going down, it will give you an exact count, which at the time of this conference is 39 million something or other that number continues to grow. Mm. So, um, you know, if you check back with this in a month or two, you're going to find that that number will, will be expanded. Um, there is a search utility so that you can search for books, but the results are not exactly like what you would expect on Google or DuckDuckGo or your typical search engine. Again, it is accessible, but it's just not the most intuitive of interfaces. And it may be tempting to look at that and say, you know what, this is just a horrible interface. It's not worth it. I'm giving up. And all I can tell you is that's a normal reaction, but try not to do it um, because it's well worth it. Um, there is a section when you find books, they actually have links that claim you can download them in DAISY format. And I was understandably pretty excited about this. Um, they used to work more reliably. And so you could, they were not human narrated books. They were electronic texts in DAISY format. So you would not be able to play them on an NLS player, like their digital talking book machine. You would have needed a Victor Stream or perhaps a Braille Sense or something that can play text versions of DAISY books. The problem is that many of the links to the DAISY versions don't work anymore. And you'll often get a message saying encrypted uh, DAISY uh, failed. And I've contacted them on Twitter a few times. I've reached out to them and practically begged them to fix this. And it sounds like they want to, but I get the sense that they're a real small operation and they just haven't done it. And I don't know whether they ever will. But what you want when you find books that you want is the encrypted PDF version. You can try the encrypted DAISY version, and occasionally it's worked. And if it does, you can put it on your Victor Stream or some other device. But if you, um, if you try the encrypted PDF, it will download, I think, in an a, ASM extension. It's a weird extension, but it needs Adobe Digital Editions, which you have to get through adobe.com. Um, the second site was called uh, Open Library, which I'm 99% sure is openlibrary.org. I don't think it's .com. 
And that's the site where you can find more modern books that are not in the public domain, but they can be borrowed um, for a limited time. And I have found, you know, out-of-print books that may not be in the public domain, but they were written in the 1990s, and now you can't get them anywhere, and you can't even get them on Kindle or Bard or Bookshare, but I could get them and read them easily with Open Library. So if you ever find something that you know should be available, Bookshare doesn't have it, Learning Ally doesn't have it, and even Kindle doesn't have it, you may find that the Open Library um, does have it. Uh, so it's well worth it. Thank you. You're welcome. And David, just to add, um, internet. I was really interested in your internet library, uh, internet archive comments because there are things in there that are not just books. Um, you can find scanned things um, of, of all kinds of items. I haven't explored it a whole lot, but. Uh, we are um, in the process of digitizing the school magazine called the Kentucky Colonel that was published at the Kentucky School for the Blind beginning in 1946 and running through 1996 or so. And they're digitizing that, and that is where that's going to be. And so, um, you know, there's, there's all kinds of things in there. So you might be surprised what you find because um, uh, they also digitize like our school's annual reports and that's where they are. So no telling what you would find, you know, on your own in, in diff from different states and, and so on. It could be an interesting uh, little trip into that archive. It's huge. Okay. Uh, let's, let's see about another source. All right. Sharon Strakowski. Darren, go ahead. Hi, everyone. Uh, just a, uh, a quick word about Bard Mobile, and then I have a question of the of the group here. Uh, I switched over to Bard Mobile, I don't know, maybe three or four months ago. Never thought I would do it, but I've, I've loved it, except for the rewind button. <laughs> but otherwise, downloading is very easy. Uh, reading what's there is easy, and it's just great to have it all on my, you know, on my phone. Um, uh, I have been using the Victor Stream and even the cartridges. So that's just a quick a quick reference that that it's it's very good. It has little bugs here and there, but basically very good. Um, my question is: um, a few weeks ago, I heard about a service called Chirp, C H I R P, um, that is kind of like Audible. You you set up an account, um, but I don't think there's any quotas per month, and um, from what the emails that I've been getting, the deals seem to be pretty good. What I don't know, if, if anyone has tried to do it on their phone, and if so, uh, how they found it. I don't even remember where I heard about it now, but it's, it's primarily um, current fiction and nonfiction. Um, so on, unlike, you know, archive, it's, it's some of the stuff is kind of trashy stuff, you know, just run of the mill there's some good things on there too. So I just wondered if anybody was already familiar with it and had used it. Thank you. Yeah. And you can get an email every day with their. Yeah. Oh, I had to switch it to a, to a digest once a week. Cause I was getting. Yeah, just, there's a lot. Yeah. Have you used it? Carla? 
Yes. Well, I I haven't had time to really use it. I did uh, download one book and try it out. Um, and I think I downloaded it. Well, I did download it to my um, read it on my uh, Alexa, and it it was okay. Uh, the the reader I didn't particularly care for the reader that was reading the book, but then I listened to most audio books uh, using the different voices that are in my um, in my oh one of the one of the you know, the uh, apps that works with uh, Bookshare. Are you talking oh, about Voice Dream Reader? Yeah, 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 Voice yeah. Dream Reader. Now when we're were you able to... And you can pick um, the voices in them. Yeah. Were you able to speed it up, the chirp? Or is it... I didn't try. I didn't, didn't try. I didn't okay. mess with it long enough to... Okay. I have a resource that I want to share. Now, I don't know. Others may figure, oh, well, you know, it's not useful. Uh, but since it is back to school time, and since uh, one of the things that... Sometimes we, if particularly if we have kids around, or you know teenagers or whatever, uh, sometimes we need books that we can use with them. Um, I, I don't know if if you all are are aware of uh, the the many different kinds of books that are available in the various state material resource centers. Um, now you can't go as an individual and borrow books from a materials resource center. Those are the centers that house books um, that are loaned to students in, in your state. So, for example, the Kentucky Instructional Materials Resource Center has all kinds of Braille and large print books. They don't have audio books, but um, they have Braille and large print books that are text, but also some trade books. And so whatever's going to be used in that classroom for all the kids they serve in the state. Well, so why do I mention it if we can't go and borrow books from them? That is because uh, that ever so often, just as a library kind of weeds out books on its shelves, the Material Resource Center does the same. And they just throw anyone who wants them or whatever, they're just tossed. And you can get all kinds of things. They may be throwing out um, copies of, you know, some kind of novels or, um, you know, various types of textbooks or practice books, workbooks, all kinds of things that especially if you are helping young people with text or with their uh, schoolwork or whatever, and you don't have access to their textbooks in particular because maybe the textbooks are all print and you can't read those. And when I homeschooled my grandkids, I was able to use that quite a bit. The other thing in the area of school uh, and so on is, of course, that Bookshare does have text that you can download for use with students, but their texts run anywhere from the very, very uh, basic text for the preschooler up through, uh, you know, graduate school. So there's a huge um, number of, of, you know, textbook-type things, which is totally out of the realm of NLS because they don't do any textbooks. 
So just thought I would mention those possibilities. Uh, and as I said, uh, I, I used them quite a bit when I homeschooled my grandkids. The other thing that I found I could do was to go to the publisher of the homeschool book and request it, and they would send me the file. Now, they could be kind of messy, but oftentimes if uh, I had a real problem with them, they'd clean them up a little bit and then send them, send them to me again, and I would use them with my um, you know, Braille note or whatever. So uh, just throwing that in. Let's, let's see who else has something to contribute, or you can ask a question. So we have Leslie Tom. You know, I get a lot of books from um, from National Braille Press and and other places like Braille Bookstore and stuff like that. But um, one of the other things I know, I use a lot of Bookshare Bard on Victor because um, because I like that it's so fast downloading and um, it's so easy to take with me and now downloading on the phone too but um the other thing since people have talked about that a lot already um there are some states and if a lot of them do this or not but i know california does and i've heard a few others mentioned um on other uh calls but they have um memberships uh for bookshare if you're nls uh, patrons um, right now that you can talk to your NLS library, local uh, NLS library and get free uh, Bookshare membership at this point. I know ours lasts until I think 2025. At least that's what I'm signed up through. And um, so I know there's other states that are doing it as well. And I think it has something to do with um, the e-reader and the they're loan, loaning out Victor Streams and things like that and helping with getting a Wi-Fi connection and that type of thing for the e-reader and Victor Stream program. And um, so that's something that okay. all should know. They're learning right. picture streams? I didn't realize that. Yeah, well, at least here. I know they, they I'm in Ohio, so I so that could be a different person. Yeah. That is I didn't realize they were doing that. Linda Yex. I know more basic. <laughs> I use Audible. Um, I, uh, I, I like to just relax and read, so I read a lot of things, but um, when I'm looking for a Bible study book or something like that, I will search the barn site, I will search the Audible sites, I will go to Bookshare, and now I go to Bookshare sometimes if I think I can get it in Braille, I can download it to my new Braille sense, but another, I have done quite a little reading on Kindle, uh, I have the Kindle app on my iPhone. And I've had pretty good luck with it. And so uh, a lot of times you can find things on Kindle that you can't get on the other things. Also, many of the state, not, not NLS libraries, but many of, of the state libraries have 
borrowing programs that you can get into and actually bring down a book and, you know, borrow it and put it on your, your Kindle and read it that way. And so that's, that was the other thing I wanted to share. The other thing, I have done Apple Books um, <laughs> as an absolute last resort. I will go to Apple Books, and I think there's a site called eBooks that I have as a last resort looked at also. I did get some things from Apple Books one time, and, and they're, they're expensive. <laughs> it, I, it was a Bible study book, and I really wanted to be able yeah. to join my, my class. But yes, and you know, and I was able to read it. Uh, I found it difficult to get back to places where I wanted to reread something, and you know, sometimes I would lose my place and stuff like that with that. But um, I have done that, so I, I've really been enjoying being able to download things in Braille with my new apparatus. Well, you know, Kindle also has um, uh, the the Kindle library. Um, that you can pay, I think it's $10 and something a month, and it lets you download books. I think you can check them out for like two weeks at a time, up to 10 books or 10 magazines, and then you can return them and get more. There are, you know, just a huge number of of books and magazines in that series. The one thing about Kindle is some of the things are not um, particularly you know they're 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 not real professionally done sometimes i mean anybody obviously can put a book in there or close to anybody because some of them aren't very well written but um sometimes you get some good pieces of information computer lisa brooks so the one thing i wanted to add that hasn't been mentioned yet is if you belong to a particular religious affiliation sometimes you can find um, libraries that will offer books from that particular perspective. So, for example, and they posted this last week on the uh, ACB Facebook group, the Xavier Society for the Blind um, is a lending library um, that's affiliated with the Catholic religion. And so I used to get books from them when I was a child um, in Braille, and I think now they, they do like an on-demand type of a thing where if you order a book, they'll just send it to you in Braille. Um, and I know that um, they're a good resource. And then there was a, I also got books when I was a kid from, and I don't know if this organization is still in existence, but it was, I think it was called the Christian Record Braille Foundation from Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, and they sent out um, audio books um, and these were children types of, of books and magazines. They're, um, they're still so, up there. Oh, cool. So anyway, if you, if you are um, associated with a, with a religion, then, you know, you may want to do a Google search um, for lending library and blind and with, with uh, whatever the affiliation that you have, and maybe you'll, you'll come up with a library. But those were the two ones, the, the ones that I remember the most. Thanks. Another one on that line, Lutheran, uh, the Lutheran Braille Workers. Oh yes, Lutheran Braille Workers says they have they have a lot of Braille that they they loan out, and almost all of those are free. Jennifer Bowling. Christopher was younger. He's my son. Um, we got a Braille book from uh, Christian Records, um, and they were free. 
And then um, my question is, can the website that David has mentioned and uh, be sent out through email um, for all of us, you know, who aren't able to take it down? And then one other question is, where did you say, Carla, you can get textbooks um, because it takes books to share like forever to get um, my son's uh, textbooks that we need, that we use to the homeschooling program that we use. Thank you. Some uh, materials resource centers in some states provide, will provide textbooks for homeschool children. Um, some, I think some states do and some don't. Uh, Kentucky can do that. You can also borrow, you know, when you're homeschool, you, you're not locked in to that textbook rotation uh, like the state schools are or the public schools are in the state. So when the Materials Resource Center weeds out those books, you know, they decide the math book is too old and, you know, two plus two is still four, but the, the book is... Um, you know, three years old and they're going to throw it away. So you can sometimes go to those materials resource center, ask them what they're weeding this year and do they have it in, in braille or uh, large print. Now you're probably not going to find audio in most of them. Uh, at least Kentucky doesn't do audio, but others might. And, um, you know, if, if you rescue them from the trash and you can use it, well, you know, all the better. Every state has a materials resource center for their students, for their um, elementary and uh, high school students. You might start by contacting your school for the blind or contacting the American Printing House because the American Printing House um, handles all the quota orders for uh, those resource centers. So they should be able to tell you who to contact in your state. Do we still have Betsy yes. there? Yes. I heard y'all talk about NBP, but I didn't, and I may have missed, I didn't hear the Children's Book Club mentioned that I'm enrolled in again because of grandkids. We did not. You get 12 we books did. a year for, a, I think it's $100 still, and they're 12 print Braille books. You don't choose, they choose for you, but they're good. They're very good quality, of course, from NBP. Um, another library I get books from is BBTI. I'm almost sure that's still their name I was looking for, but the book I have was done by Braille Bookstore that they just sent out. But they're an excellent library with all kinds of books in Braille that you can borrow. And um, with Bookshare, you can request any book you want done if you're a member of them. And our state, Georgia, does give free membership to all library users So for our blind libraries. So we can you can request any book, whether it's a textbook. I wish they'd been around when I needed them. But they they do anything you want. You just say, I want this particular book, and, and they will do it as soon as yeah. they can get to it. It's probably different in different states. In Kentucky, I don't think we have a program that would give you a free book share. Um, oh, no, no. No, we're talking about getting free. You can ask them to do books for you. They'll do books oh, yes, for you. Oh, yes, you can. Yeah. yeah. No, but but, but I'm I saying think we've never had any luck with getting any books done. Yeah, but I think up. there is. There, I think there is a charge per page for that. Uh, no, there isn't. No, because they didn't publish it. It's just, it's just filed. No, it's, it's a public rail. Publishers that you know um, get it sent oh, in. Okay. No, yeah, or no charge. 
or a volunteer will donate it because I've had, because I've requested books, not textbooks, but I've requested books um, for mm-hmm. pleasure reading. That's what and I did. They'll yeah. get it, and they'll get it. They will either it's have given. the publisher send it, the author send it, or a volunteer will get it. Or, either way, they're going to get it. You don't get yeah, charged. Get it for you. You don't charge no. It. Okay. One additional point uh, that the person who asked about the resource centers, if, if you have a blind child um, or a high school student and you are, uh, and, and your resource center does serve homeschoolers, then you are entitled to borrow books. You don't have to wait for them to be weeded out. You are entitled to borrow books from that resource center, and uh, you need to, you have to return them. But you also can borrow other things, um, like for example, they may have braille writers that you can borrow. Uh, they may sup- give you uh, educational supplies. Um, there's all kinds of things that the resource center can do, in addition to books. So you might want to check in your state for your materials resource center. Restoria, you can go ahead and talk. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bookshare is, uh, they do give free books to anyone in, uh, school. And they, ha- I, uh, well, that's yeah. where I my textbooks from the University of Louisville was right. through Bookshare. Right. And it was all free. And even if you have, uh, classes from Hadley, they give you free Bookshare. That's right. Any, any student, um, regardless of whether it's Elementary, high school, college, um, post-secondary, or just you wanting to take a class, you are eligible for a free Bookshare subscription. So, and, and that's um, any anywhere. Uh, a number of years ago, a um, couple of us took an HTML course from I forgot the name of the university, and it was in Australia. And even though we were uh, online students, and this university was in Australia, we still were eligible for a free bookshare subscription. So uh, that is true. And, of course, once you are subscribed, then whatever you download is free. My comment about paying for the books was if you wanted them brailled, at one point they had an arrangement with Braille Institute of America where uh, BIA did the actual hard copy braille. And they did charge so much a page for that. And maybe they changed that since then. I hope everyone has enjoyed this. The time has gone quickly. Um, maybe we'll need to we'll do this again because we had a, a really good response. And I hope everyone has found it useful, has found something that can be a benefit to them. Uh, if you want more information, give me a phone call at 502-897-1472. And if you have suggestions for program items, um, come to our business meeting and please feel free to, to make those suggestions or just uh, give us a call, put it up on the families list, whatever. We, we want to talk about topics that you are interested in talking about. Thanks again. Thanks, Natalie, for hosting. We really appreciate it. And thanks to everybody for coming tonight. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. 
Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prince. Have a great week, everybody.